welcome to the Scaling Edge. This is the internet talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that are here to share their value with you. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Uh, Max is here. This is the most energetic introduction I've heard so far today. That's why I have that effect on people, guys. <laughs> it's I have Benny. that effect on people. We got Benny Rubin here. He is the sender of senders. And That's Senders right. is his mail. He's an email deliverability company. Don't give up on email. I know everybody wants to talk about AI and text and everything else. Dude, all that stuff's is, cool. All this stuff is cool, but email is is a is tried a, and true. Tried and true moneymaker. It's going to be around for long, long after I am. Benny, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for yeah, being totally on my pleasure. Scaling Edge. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became the sender of senders? Sure. About me, geez, where to start? I have a varied background, but around 2020, my team started to get super serious about email sending and delivery at the behest and bequest of all of our clients. And since 2020, we've built a pretty impressive practice on helping companies solve very odd and also very pragmatic email sending and deliverability problems. Um, most of our clients are B2B, so folks that are trying to sell to other businesses with a little bit of business to consumer sprinkled in for good measure. Mm. Just a touch. Just a touch. Like butter and coffee. And never well, the difference, the difference is, as you know, is that B2B guys, the, for all the B2B entrepreneurs, we're the people that at Thanksgiving, you say, oh, I'm a B2B marketer. And then 78% of the table goes, what's a B2B? And then you're like, okay, I sell to other businesses. You got to cold email people to get their interest in what you're working on. Um, some people do it at a pretty small scale of two or three a day. Some people, you know, bring out the big guns, two, three, 4,000 a day. Depends how large your target market is. Depends how targeted you want to be with your email messages. We're not talking about spam. Spam is gauche, scams, weird stuff. We're talking about legitimate business Services. stuff going on, you know, like a SaaS well, well, or a what, service. How do, you, like, hey. mm -hmm. how do you define spam? I mean, is spam simply yeah. emailing somebody that you don't have a relationship with? Because I uh, believe in the rule of law, uh, I think everyone should do their do their part and read the Can Spam Act, which is the law of the land from the Federal Trade Commission that says what spam is. Basically, deceptive emails are the name of the game for illegal types of emails. If you say, hey, I'm the law is we different. I mean, you're talking about the Federal mm -hmm. Trade Commission, but business to business does not fall under that. Well, they so have guidelines for it, which is cool. They do Basically, have the FTC. Yeah, the FTC was was challenged on this at some point. And they said, hey, you know, what is the rule for business to business communications? And they said, here's what we believe. And they basically said, hey, as long as you're not being deceptive about who you are, and a few other things, you know, you can unsubscribe and all those normal things, you're free to do it. That doesn't mean, of course, that the people who are helping you send the emails, the Googles and the Microsofts and those folks want you to be able to send cold emails. They actually prohibit it. They actually make it hard and it's getting the harder. Overlords. The dark the overlords. Yeah. yeah. Now we're not talking about receiving these emails because everyone here who's listening including you yourself and myself, we get cold emails quite frequently. Some people get dozens a day. Some people get one or two a day. Um, so the emails are getting through. That's because they're legally allowed to be sent. The problem that we solve with our clients 
and this is a problem that really might be something you didn't even realize is a problem. It's actually hard to get these emails sent in such a way where they'll even be delivered. Yeah, deliverability. Deliverability, yeah. So we're kind of like the the knee doctor of the email world all day, every day. I'm, you know, like dentists, they always say dentists have like a high depression rate or whatever. And it's yeah. always like, yeah, because like maybe Huge uh, you know, it's always bad rate. news. Always bad news, maybe. I don't know what it is. I mean, I have friends who are dentists and they seem pretty happy, but we're the we we're the bad news receivers all day, every day, probably seven to ten times a day. A really awesome company with a really awesome product trying to scale really awesome outbound with a cool thing goes. We're somehow getting uh kneecapped by the internet. We're not able to send the emails that we used to or want to be able to, or we're not being able to get these things delivered. And it actually comes with this really interesting layer of shame where they're like, it seems like everyone else can get their email sent and delivered. I read on the internet that I'm the only one. And we have to be like, no, actually, you came to the right place. Um, they have email yeah. guilt. They have deliverability they, guilt. They have deliverability problems. You know, it's uh, anyway. So then we, we fix Maybe them they up. can we, sell a pill for that, that I get a text message for. Hey, we're the ones. We're it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we help companies all the time with those sending and delivery challenges. And we don't we don't mind any type, size, shape company that comes to us. We try our best to help them. We charge quite a lot of money for our ongoing services. Um, but we publish a lot of information. You know, we're we're try we try to be someone that has a reliable source of information, even if we aren't gonna be the ones that are gonna roll up our sleeves and really dig into the the deets. If a company has a lot of transactional emails. And what transactional yeah, emails is, question. you bought the product, you bought this, yeah. we got this, here's notifications. Yeah. They don't have any deliverability problems on that. Should they be using the same SMTP to deliver? Wow. Michael, you were telling me you, we got to keep it simple. We got to not get technical. We got, okay, if you want to go that deep, I keep it I'm, real. Happy to, I'm happy to play real. ball. So, okay. so, so that's a I great question. I, Full, full disclosure, I don't know what SMTP means. I just know it's what sends the emails out. That's right. And hilariously, because I think it's hilarious, SMTP actually stands for Simple Mail Transfer Protocol. So it basically says, it's the, it's the little bit of information that goes, hey, what do we do with email? It goes, oh, do the transfer thing that we do, which basically means you drop an email at the edge of the internet um, and you click send or whatever. And then the next node in the network goes, pass it along, pass it along, follow the SMTP, pass it, pass it, pass it until it gets to its destination. So that's sort of what SMTP is. But the answer to your question, you've gone really deep, really fast. I think we should do a very quick primer for all the folks listening. So they're, they're not going to get confused as they're doing the dishes or whatever. Yes. There are four types of email. There's marketing email, which is, you know, you get from like your airline or whatever. Right. This transactional email, which are they're automated. There may be like a password reset, or they're like, hey, you ask for this specific thing from a piece of software. That's a the receipt, second type. A receipt is a transaction. Receipt is transactional. Then you have corporate mail, which is like, you know, I email Michael, hey, when's our podcast? I need the link or something. That's just me emailing someone that's normal. And the fourth type, sales email, cold, meaning I don't know this person, but I'm going to send them a note. Hey, that's we're a local contractor and we want to know if we can partner. That's where all the shame comes from. That's well, Sales. honestly, you'd be surprised. People get into deliverability uh, purgatory. They get into deliverability hell. There are many layers of deliverability hell. And sometimes that's not 
a fault of their own. Do you so, separate all those different email types from a technical perspective or can one you should. it all? One should. One should. So it makes sense to split them up. Why? It makes sense to split them up inside a larger organization for an obvious reason. The marketing team is doing marketing things. The people who run your application are doing application layer things. If uh, I, I, this is a terrible analogy, your listeners are going to, sorry if you're eating or something. It's like bringing a five-year-old to a pool party that has diarrhea. Mm. Poop in the pool, party's done. Only takes one kid to poop in the pool. So if you're doing everything from the same domain, same infrastructure, same everything. And it's still not as shameful as low deliverability, but it happens. <laughs> but anyway, the the problem is you got this, you you have the potential for one bad thing to happen. Like a, it not, may not even be your fault, right? It could be something like there's a small bug in the It'd software. The and it, oh, we're back. To <laughs> we're back to, <laughs> who what five-year-old is gonna be eating pate? Come on. Oh, I see it what you're saying. It's not poop, but they accidentally it happened, but it's all right. <laughs> It was a birthday. Yeah. So anyway. All right. You know what? You know, we can maybe the poop in the pool analogy is too much. It would be sort of like if you imagine, uh, you know, a giant company was in some sort of lawsuit and the lawyers are digging through and just one stupid employee was like, oh, this will really piss off that competitor. Wink, wink, wink. And that's the thing that gets them in hot water. It's sort of like that one bad apple, one bad thing. So an example of that would be there's a small threat of security breach. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. So your your team goes, hey, we're going to do a password reset for all of our users, a million users today. Well, guess what happens? Your marketing emails are going to suffer. No relate. You think, well, their marketing emails are over here. What do they have to do with marketing? Well, you blasted a million or 100,000 or 50,000 emails. That's odd for your normal sending. And now the market, now vice versa also happens. The marketing says, hey, let's be really clever. Let's do a a, a silly thing and the silly thing the internet hates and people market a spam and they're confused or whatever that can hurt your transaction email. So it makes sense to build separation and separation. Sorry, I'm talking a long time. And I, I know that on podcasts, we got to keep it snappy. How can I get you into rapport here? Should we <laughs> no, no, keep going? So so, keep so going. Well, let, they yeah. all jump in. So you sure, made a yeah. really good point because I've had, I've talked with people that are like, Oh, you got all these good transactional emails. You're getting good deliverability. Let's abuse that. And mm. I'm like, ah, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if that's a great idea. Um, and you're saying, no, it's not. It's, well, it's, it, it's, yeah. Anytime, like, look, the internet, you can't really trick the internet. I think that a lot of folks, you've got gray hair, Michael. Um, oh. I have some gray. Thank hair. you for noticing. Thank we you. don't need to talk about our collective I appreciate ages, that. I'm also probably I've got a couple pounds I can lose. I don't think, yeah. I don't Girlfriend think we're, no, I said, yeah, but I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to try more. to shame you. Uh, I don't know. You're, you might be the ideal weight, Michael. I don't know. Um, what yeah. I was going to say is okay. we're okay. not Gen Z. We're not Gen Zs. We were yeah. around during the heyday of spam, 2010 to 2015, 2003 to 2015. That was when, remember all the penis pills up? I bet a Gen Z has never seen a penis pill email. Never in their life. They don't even know they exist because Google has done such a good job in filtering and figuring out how to filter. Yeah, that move, that stuff all moved to text. Text message. Well, they're starting to filter that out too. So they figure it out, right? Heyday of, so of why text. am I saying this? All of these mechanisms were figured out and how to get 
emails that they don't want sent and delivered. By the way, out. how do you think I got the gray hair? It was all those dick pill emails. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Stressed me out. I was feeling like, wait a minute. I am not adequate enough. <laughs> I need to read this in detail. I thought it was someone that's taken the... the, the... <laughs> Never took one. Never <laughs> once. And just in case you want to know, they don't work and I've never taken them. Um, Every time I mean, they've never worked, I've not taken them. I'm, let's keep going. It's There's actually a really interesting book about that spam war that happened by a security researcher named Michael... I think his name is Michael Krebs. Fantastic okay. book. It's called Spam Something, but I, I read it recently and I really enjoyed it. For... Book recommendations. You guys don't usually ask people what books they recommend. But I'm giving you one for free on this one. Yeah. But anyway, back to the back to reality. Uh, your all the tips and tricks and all the tricks and like spammies things. Oh, you got all this good traffic. Let's make it mix in some real shit traffic to like help. The internet kind of stamps that stuff out. Uh, one really bad, even one percent of your email of that day being kind of bad can do a lot of damage to the other 99% blasting domain damage can happen. Not worth it. Don't it's not, it's keep not it usually worth it. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, there are a lot of tools out there that you can implement. For example, the, the one that's free, that's useful. It's called Google postmaster tool. Google postmaster tool just tells you how many of the people who received emails from your domain, who are Google users marked it as spam. They okay, just so that's know. let's um, actually we we need to throw that in the show notes, please. Oh yeah, well definitely. So yeah, that, that that's a that's a really good piece of value. So if you're if you're out there mailing any kind and people do, um, yeah, they they need to as part of their business. Now Google's going to give you that data back and say, hey, uh, by the way, this is what we're seeing. This is our decision right. making, and this is why. Maybe clean it up a little bit. And you can make your that's own right. decision. That's yeah. really so Google that's recently, really helpful. And Google recently changed the rules where before it was a little bit vague, but now they gave us a number, 0.3%. So they said, hey, we give you a tool. It's called Google Postmaster Tool. If your domain has more than 0.3% spam reports from our users in any 24-hour period, and that's how they break it down by 24-hour period, you might have a problem. We might punish you. We might not punish you. They don't really say, but you got a problem. And that's a totally free tool. I'm shocked at how few people actually have it set up. It'll take you exactly 15 seconds to get it set up. It sounds so no, fantastic. Cost zero dollars. So no. there's your takeaway for everyone. Google that's Postmaster. Huge, Google Postmaster. That's a fantastic takeaway. It's a free tool. Takes 15 seconds to set up. Um, I like it better than a book recommendation. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, audiobooks are friendly too, but yeah, that's I should I should write a book just so I can recommend it when people say what book should we? I should be like my book. But I haven't written a book yet. You can recommend one of the three I've written. There they're, you go. They're great for helping people get to sleep, especially the first <laughs> one. <laughs> What's the first one called? Uh, it's called Beyond Plastic Trends in the Payment Card Industry. So that oh, was wow. about uh, industry trends. Second one was uh, two on digital currency. First, first, second one was a large focus on digital currency cool. way back when. Got it. So... Um, okay, so that's why, hence, hence your location in the world. I assume we won't go uh, down that rabbit hole. Kind of, kind of, a little, a little bit. But look, let's get into it. All right, so I, I get it, dude. You know what you're doing. You've given some great value. 
um, not many people focus on deliverability the way you do. You're, you're in a niche and you're a master of your niche. That's a beautiful thing. Um, so can you, can you tell, tell us about maybe somebody you've worked with of where they started and then the metrics of where they ended up because they, they went to the sender of senders. We have a client that had an amazing email offer. And they say offer, I'm not talking about like, you know, $100 million offer, that kind of silliness. I mean, they just had a target audience that they knew when the emails got to them, people were interested. But because Google was throttling them, living that they couldn't even get 20, 30 emails out a day without Google suspending their accounts, like, hey, something's wrong. Hey, something's wrong. Hey, something's wrong. Over and over and over again. They came to us. We did all of our magic. Not going to go into too much detail. They only needed to send 400 emails a day. A lot of our clients send 4,000 emails a day, and that's okay. This client could only get to 400 emails a day because 10% of the people that they emailed are getting interested. They're replying back interested. So her sales team was completely inundated. She completely transformed her business, grew it. I don't know how many fold by now, but we're maybe 30, 40, 50,000 emails in, or she's in, I should say, using all the backend stuff and all the work that we do to make sure that her email stays healthy. And her, you know, completely transformed. The question, of course, is like, what are the alternatives for someone like her? Well, that same equivalent that she's paying us or all the infrastructure and everything, not very expensive, she would have spent a fortune on Google ads or Facebook ads to reach that same audience. So the real question is, if you have something that kind of works and you know, maybe it's a 1% interested reply rate or 2% or 3%, and you can't get the volume, you think of us, my team, you you literally are, want to send us bouquets of flowers because we can unlock the sending volume. So that's a very, com- it's a very common thing that someone has something that works at low volume. They and really want to get the volume. Rate, that is, well, that's she, huge. But, but she's, she has a very unique product and she does very, very well. And, it, and we all wish to have that kind of thing. Problem. But you understand that feeling. I mean, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. There's that feeling you get. It's kind of excitement, but it's also kind of dread where you go, oh my gosh, this really is valuable. If only the people who I, who get the value from this, more of them could learn about this. That feeling, she sat with that feeling for months and months and months and months and months. And she couldn't figure out how. And all of the other advice on the internet was too spammy, too hacky, too weird. And she said, that can't be the way. That can't be the way. That can't be the way. So that's, that's a pretty common story in our world. Because oftentimes it's a great company with a great message and everything's great. Just the emails aren't getting sent. They're not getting delivered. It feels feels off. And we do our work to help unlock the sending volume they need. Well, that I, Benny's got the winning formula. This is a man who understands the internet and, and how it communicates. And that is, that is, that's an esoteric look that, of really getting your hands dirty and inside what makes the world work at this point. So um, these type of communications can have a massive impact on your business. Benny, if people want to get a hold of you and they want to find you because, and I think they're going to, what's uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, if you like emails, you can email me, Benny at senders.co. You can find me on LinkedIn. Recently, guys, I avoided LinkedIn like the plague for basically my entire career and just a month and a half ago, I was like, I've had enough. The dark forces are posting too much stuff that I disagree with. I am going to start posting. 
So I started to post and uh, so you can follow me on LinkedIn if you want to under Benny Rubin. I have a silly curly hair. You can't miss me. Um, can't miss me. If you see a curly hair and Benny, it's probably me. Just any follow anyone named Benny Rubin. I'm sure it'll be fine. But as long as you follow me too, um, you can send me a DM. My company, we're we're open to chat with almost anyone. We don't really put up a lot of barriers to having a chat with us if you if you want to at this stage. Although other people on my team are always telling me, Benny, you're too generous with your time. Benny, we need to make have more steps before people talk with the team. But uh, at this stage, we're very open to helping anyone that feels like they're, something's amiss with their email. They should. Well, we'll throw in those touch. into the show notes. Benny, thank you for being generous with your time with us today. We really thank appreciate Thank you, guys. It was good fun. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. We appreciate you being on the program. We appreciate you being on the Scaling Edge, and we really look forward to seeing you soon. Cheers. Cheers.